Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about thinking and how you use your brain. But before we dive in, I want to do a couple of, I don't know, PSAs, public service announcements. So number one, if you have not yet gone to my website, to the resources page and downloaded the free resources that are available to you that go with the podcast, I highly recommend that you do that. Um, it's my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. And you can find that like if you're listening to the show on Spotify or on Apple, the website link is there. So easy access. And then when you get there, you can go to the podcast page or you can go to the resources page and you're going to find some free stuff that you can use in conjunction with the show. So for example, I've got an incredible, incredible download for you called the seven steps to creating any passionate and prosperous offer. So if you're curious about how to make sure that your offer that you're putting out into the world that you want people to pay for is a great one, a passionate one, then you're going to want to get that download. We've also got a how to shift your mindset uh, worksheet to go with an episode. We also have a how to find your authentic voice download. So there's great resources there that go with the show. And if you have not gone over and gotten any of those yet, I highly recommend that you do. Um, the next thing that I wanted to remind you about is that we have a live, well, it's virtual, but a live incredible retreat with me coming up in the very, very beginning of June. This is a two-day event. It's on Friday, June 2nd and Saturday, June 3rd. Now, this is a form of our Passionate and Prosperous Live, which we did back in November here in New York City, and we're doing it again in New York City in October, but this is virtual. So um, again, there the sign-up has begun for that. If you have not registered, I highly recommend that you do. That is also available on my website. And then finally, I just want to make sure that I am being really, really clear. I know that I mentioned the Academy and what's available for you to work with me, uh, peppered throughout the episodes. But I just wanted to come in and make sure that I'm super clear. And I say that there are two ways that you can work with me as your coach. The first way is in the Academy. The Passionate and Prosperous Academy is really geared toward business owners or 
or uh, starting business owners that may not consider themselves business owners yet if you don't really have a lot going on. But the Academy is perfect for you if you're a coach or a service-based entrepreneur, a wellness professional, and you are wanting to make your first couple of bucks up to your first 100K, right? So the Academy is perfect for those of you who are still figuring it out and working with creating one-on-one clients to start with because that's what I teach. And the Academy gives you all of the tools, all of the tools that you need to know how to figure out your niche, your mission, your signature transformational system, your passionate offer, how to grow an audience, how to build an email list, how to create your free content that attracts people, what to do, how to talk to people, how to have conversations, how to have discovery calls, how to be great at what you do, right? So it's all in there. And it includes one-on-one coaching, some with me and some with your success coach. And it's a robust, incredible community. I want you to think of it as like a one-year incubator. It's like a place for you to be with full, total support. Every question that you could possibly have about your business in every direction, like from the tech all the way up to like how to how to work with a client um, is available to you. So that's the academy and it's open enrollment, which means the minute that you realize that you'd rather not do business alone and that you'd rather do business with coaches and support and all of the things that you need and a community of incredible heart-centered other people who want to see you uh, thrive, who want to see you succeed, then you can step into that. You can join us at any time. And then the other way that you can work with me is if you are someone who's really ready to grow and scale your business. So working with me one-on-one is where I help people to create their group programs, to create event stacks, to create summits, to do the kind of things that grow your audience in a bigger way. Um, Working with me one-on-one is really when you are ready to take some major action in your business and become a multiple six-figure business owner. Uh, I am for you if you want to be a speaker, if you really want to start using your expertise to shine, if you want to create workshops and trainings and the kind of free content that's highly valuable and that brings people in and then moves them along your yellow brick road into probably more than one offer right? Now, are you allowed to reach out to me if you haven't made $100,000 yet? Absolutely. But let's at least connect so that I can help you to figure out what's the best way that I can support you so that you can have what you ultimately want, which is a passionate and prosperous life and business. A big thing that I work on with everyone is making sure that the business that you're building is the one that feels like it's in alignment with the life that you want to be living. That's why it's not just called the prosperous business. It's not just about making money. It's about making money and doing it by feeling passionate about the work that you do as well as about your life. Because if you're not living the life that you want to be living and you're not doing the things that light you up and you're not doing the things that make you feel connected and alive, if you're not feeling good in your brain and your body and your soul, your business isn't going to feel good. 
And that's why I'm a life and business coach. And the people that come to work with me, we work on your whole being, everything, right? Who are you being so that you can do the things that you want to do so that you can have what you want to have? So I just wanted to make sure that I was being doing my my due diligence and telling you how you can work with me. And I want to encourage you to reach out to me, okay? And we can figure it, it out together. And with that, we are going to now dive into talking about thinking. <laughs> now, we've got plenty of episodes on mindset, and this is going to be one of them. And as you know, I always bring to the table stuff that is feeling really relevant. Um, it's either feeling really relevant because it's something that I personally am either working with, working on, or had just experienced or whatever. And it also is often something that is coming up for my clients, right? And the people that I talk to and the people that I work with. So I really wanted to come in and talk about thinking today because I think, <laughs> I think about thinking, I think that a lot of us, and I'm going to say us because I do it too, like there's literally never anything that I come and talk about with you where I'm like, and I'm perfect and that never happens to me, right? Not, no. The, the, the difference or the thing may be, it may be that what might at any given time make me different than you is that I might be further along in terms of like the work that I'm doing, the work that I do on my brain and how to work with my brain. And, you know, it just may be that there are certain things that I've really, really mastered or learned how to do um, that you haven't really mastered yet, right? But it doesn't mean that we're not all working with the same <laughs> the same software, right? Which is a human brain. And you've heard me reference this a lot. I talk about your human brain because I like to make a distinction between your human brain, which is the one that's going to do all the shit that everyone's brain does. And, you know, like there are no exceptions. And then like your human brain on coaching or mindset work or, you know, it doesn't have to be through coaching. I mean, there are plenty of people who meditate their way to a, a meditate your way to a better brain, right? Um, and then there's also what I call your genius brain, right? Like your, your brain that is, it's the higher brain uh, in some traditions, like it's referred to as like the, the, the booty, the booty brain, right? Like you're like, like, so we all have this, this, you know, part of our mind, part of our brain that is this, that is the genius part of the brain that is, that is above, right? It's like your higher self and your human brain and sometimes I call it like the brain that's on the default settings, the default settings, that brain and the genius brain or the higher self brain, like they're always, they're both present. It's just, which one are you going to give more attention to? Which one are you going to give fuel to? Which one are you going to allow to dominate, right? And like that shift of dominance 
it, it, it changes like literally millions of times throughout the day, right? Because shifting into your genius brain or your higher self, you know, part of your mind, that's something that is very intentional, right? It's an intentional thing. It's not usually the accidental setting, right? And that's why I always refer to like all the shit, like your inner critic and your self-doubt and your worry and your imposter syndrome and all of your fears and all of the shit that you make up about, about everyone else and about yourself and about your situation. Um, I always call that like, that's like the thinking of your default brain, because that's just when your settings are on low, right? It's like low settings, low vibe thinking, low vibe working with your brain. And then when you're in that higher self genius brain, that is more of like you switched it on. You know, you you kind of like you intentionally went there. Because the other brain is the protection brain. The default setting low vibe human brain is the brain that was designed to keep you safe. Right? It's like the alert brain. It's the brain that's like always looking for predators and for, you know, danger. And it's ready. It's ready. And the thing about, about the, the, the brain, the, that part of the human brain, the default brain, is that it perceives so many things as danger. Like things that technically when you really shift into your higher self-genius brain, you realize, though, that's actually not going to kill me. That's actually not that dangerous, right? But you have to practice going there. You have to get, you have to get to that part of your brain more intentionally. So one of the, the interesting things that we know about the brain is that the brain doesn't like change. And when I reference this, and I talk about it a lot, I, because I was thinking about what I wanted to, the point I wanted to make about the episode today and what I'm going to be giving you today, just so you know, so, so that you'll keep listening, um, is I'm going to teach you these three questions that you get to ask yourself to interrupt an undesirable thought pattern. Okay. So what I'm going to be teaching you today is how to use these three questions to interrupt an undesirable thought pattern, a thinking pattern that you might be having that your human brain is the trigger of, okay? And uh, and then it kind of sends you off into this spiral or spinning. I'm sure that you all, when I say those words, you 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 probably have some identification with what it's like when your brain is spinning or when you're spiraling, right? Or when you're feeling really overwhelmed and when you're questioning yourself and when you're not, you know, when you're when you're thinking that you don't know, like all these uncomfortable states that that we get ourselves into um, these these questions that I'm going to give you today, they work for me. I literally have them taped to my monitor of my computer, just so you know, and I use them when I need to interrupt a thinking pattern or, 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 you know, a thought train that I'm not liking. Like, I want to stop the train. <laughs> I want to redirect it, right? So when I was getting ready for today, one of the things that 
I was thinking about was that when I talk about change, a lot of times I'm, I'm referencing like change of circumstances, right? Something happens and now your life is changed. When I say that, I think about like one of the first major changes of my life, which was that my father died when I was 19, which was very unexpected and like really, really like traumatic in terms of just like having this massive, massive life change with no preparation, you know, like really out of out of the blue and that that was just an instantaneous everything is different right like an instantaneous nothing will ever be the same everything is different and since then i've i i then experienced other things similar to that like i guess before my father died i had experienced like a breakup you know but like what are the kinds of things that i put in this category of like these changes where our circumstance changes and we're not always feeling that we're equipped, we weren't expecting it. We go through our whole human brain experience, which is thinking we won't survive. I, you know, like uh, if things can't be the way they were, then I don't want them to be anything. Right. And so what are those things? Breakups, divorces, deaths, um, and then, you know, being fired, losing a job, like, like, like loss, right? A lot of loss is what those changes like are associated with. And then there are the changes that maybe we, we want to make, right? Like the desirable changes. But again, those are often, we're referencing often like our circumstance. So what are we, what's a change? I want to change my job. I want to change my career. I want to quit this thing. I want to, I want to do this, but it's voluntary, right? So the first category is what I put, I, I always call the first things I said, they're sort of like the involuntary changes. They're the ones that just like happen and you're like, fuck, right? And then there are the changes that we want to make. I want to move. Uh, you know, I want to get a different job. I want to start a business. I want to, you know, I want a different, <laughs> a different set of friends. I want whatever it is. And even those changes, even the ones that we want are really hard to make, right? It, sometimes it takes so long to take action on a desire, on something that you know that you really want. I'm sure you can think back to like things in your life that like took a really long time for you to, to you, for you to execute, for you to take action on and why, right? Because it takes a lot to make a change because your brain is not wired to enjoy change. Your brain is wired or not even enjoy, embrace. Your brain is wired to want to stay the same. Your brain is like, but I'm comfortable. I've got, you know, like, I want you to like, imagine like, you know, how I said before about being protecting you. Right. So imagine your brain is like, I can see all the exits. I, I, I know this place. I'm now I'm familiar. There's no, nothing surprising going to jump out at me. Right. And that's your brain. As soon as your brain feels comfortable, it's like, oh, okay, good, good. Okay. All right. Okay. I can see everything. And I, everything's, you know, everything is expected. There's nothing unexpected here. And that's what your brain likes. 
Your brain does not like the unknown. Your brain doesn't doesn't like not knowing how things are going to turn out, even like tomorrow, <laughs> right? And so when I was getting ready for this episode, I was like, oh, you know, it's really interesting because what 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 kind of prompted the episode was that I have two clients, I'm, and probably more, but I'm thinking of two particular people who this week, just in the last week that I'm recording this, in our sessions and just like during our work in the last, you know, week or so, two of my clients realized that they need or want to change some foundational stuff about their business, meaning their niche and their message. Now, when this came up for them, okay, when this came up, one of them was like, it was like, she was like happy. She was like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this clarity, you know, wow, now I feel more clear or whatever. She was glad for the clarity. And then my other client like went through, is going through a lot. And the thing about both of these changes is that they were changing their minds, right? So it wasn't like they were there. They're saying, oh, I'm changing the circumstance, meaning they weren't saying, oh, I'm changing the the business model or the structure of my business or, you know, like my offer. It was much deeper. It was like about how they were thinking. And my one client, we've had to have a lot of, a lot of coaching around what has been coming up for her because she's realizing that she's changing her mind about something that she's been saying. It's part of her niche. It's part of her messaging. And she's been doing some work for herself and realizing that she therefore wants to change what she's saying to the world because she's having a different thought, a different idea, a different way that she wants to even like do the work herself that she helps other people with. And this has been bringing up a lot. And what I realized, what made me want to come, you know, do this episode was that even when we want to change our minds, right? Not even just like an external circumstance, my job, a relationship, a, a circumstance, a situation, um, or, you know, like I said, like one that we didn't even volunteer for, loss or whatever, that even just changing our mind, our thoughts can be really challenging and we and we drive ourselves crazy about it as if like it's not okay to change your mind. And so I wanted to come in today to talk about the fact that if you don't change your mind ever, like if you think that just because you said something once or because you said that this is your message or you taught something a certain way or you have believed something up until now and then you realize through some sort of process that feels really in alignment for you, right? Like, and I'm not talking about like being like wishy-washy or being um, reactive or being, right? I'm not talking about like when your mind is like doing 
asshole mind tricks, right? I'm literally talking about when you realize that you want to change something because you've been looking at something, you've been working with it, you've been like, you know, in it and you have new clarity or you have a new, you've come to a new conclusion about what you need or what you want, right? And it's a process. That's evolution. That's personal growth. That's what you're here to do as a human being. And I think it's really, really tricky when we worry about whether or not it's okay to do that based on other people. Or the fact that like, because we told someone or we've ever said this in the first place, um, that now if we are thinking something different, that now it's not okay because we already said it or told someone. And I really, really loved this, first of all, because I love everything that has to do with like, with this, the idea of like, how do we manage our thoughts? How do we manage our minds? And then how do we manage our thoughts in our minds when it comes to our businesses? Because everybody that I work with, and I believe most of you, if not all of you that listen to the show, are people who are really wanting to like live in the world and be in relationships, whether that's with your friends, your family, your clients, your employees, your neighbors, your, you know, like everyone that I know that I work with wants to be living in the world in in a really intentional, thoughtful way. Everyone that I work with and that's listening to the show, I believe, is wanting to be a work in progress, meaning recognizing that like all we get to do is continue to like move forward and continue to like create the life that we want to be living. And that life is not just about like fancy. It's not about like, oh, making lots of money or, um, you know, having lots of things, like having a yacht, <laughs> you know, like creating the life that we want to live is like creating the life that feels the way we want it to feel. It's creating the life that supports us being able to be true to what is our birthright, which is that happiness and joy are not external. They're, they come from within. And what we can do is set up our environment to support happiness and joy being able to flow freely. So happiness and joy are not bought and paid for. It's, it doesn't come from stuff and from things or whatever. But happiness and joy need to be free to flow. They need to be free to, 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 to be there or to be acknowledged or to be felt or to like kind of, you know, to, to come out, come to the surface. And so we have to create the alignment for that. And so that when I say creating our lives and businesses, I mean putting in place what feels like the right structure and alignment in order to allow for those 
natural states of being to emerge, to be there, to, to become dominant. So how do we do that is we think we, we have our thoughts <laughs> like, and our thoughts create our reality. And so if you don't give yourself permission to have thoughts that might change, then what you're not giving yourself permission to do is evolve and continue to figure out what is that alignment? What is that structure? And the thing that you have to remember is that that changes. It's not the same throughout your whole life. The structure and alignment that you need when you're in your 20s is not the same as the structure and alignment for your 50s just not. You don't even need the same structure and alignment in your business in the first year of your business as in your third year of your business. And so if you are not allowing yourself to evolve, not only in your actions, your external actions that create your circumstances and your environment, but in your thinking, then you're basically saying, I'm not going to allow myself to continue to find the right alignment and structure for each different phase of my life or of my business. And if you're a coach, right, or, or someone who's in, in, in a related field coaching where you're helping other people, a therapist, you're helping other people with their like behavior, actions, thoughts, minds, whatever, and you're not allowing yourself to be like 1000% like doing the work on your own thoughts, habits, routines, beliefs, then how can you help someone else? And so it is tricky because, because I want to be in integrity my clients want to be in integrity. And sometimes what we think integrity is, is we think that integrity is saying something and then never wavering. And to some degree, there is a, there is a level of integrity that does, that is associated with that. But when it all comes down to it, if we come to a conclusion or to a, a, a different way of thinking, seeing, wanting to behave or whatever, and it comes from like thoughtfulness and it comes from doing the work and it comes from an evolution, then all that matters is how we want to show up to our audience, our community, our clients, like our other people, and how we want to present that and how we want to say like, hey, I know I said this and now I'm going to say this and here's why. If you even feel right, like an obligation to explain yourself which some things you don't have to explain yourself. You just get to just be like, well, because that's just what I've decided for myself, <laughs> right? So it's really interesting. Okay, so now that like that's about what other people think. Then what I noticed about this these 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 clients that it was happening and sometimes this happens to me, but I'm going to share with you like how I choose to look at it. But one of the ways that, that also this, this affects people when you're, when you change your mind or evolve, because sometimes when you change 
the way you're thinking or you evolve or you you realize that like, oh no, I thought it was that, but it's this, okay? What's really easy to have happen is to then immediately go, ugh, well, now it's back to the drawing board or, well, now I'm back to the beginning. Especially when it has to do with your business, right? So you've been like working on your business and you've been saying that this is who you help and this is how and this is what you do and you've been saying this and you've been working on it and you've been putting it out on social media and you made a website and you did this and you made a program and blah, blah, blah. And then as you're doing shit, you're like, wait a minute, I think I have more clarity or wait a minute, I thought it was that, but you know what? It's actually this or, hmm, I don't think the way I've been saying things has been as clear as I thought. And and now I'm ready to be more clear. When all of those things come through and come up, what happens is you may have to adjust some stuff. You may have to go back and change the wording somewhere. You may have to kind of start saying something else on social media, whatever. You may want to rewrite your copy for, for, for this or that. You may, right? There may be things that you have to go back and sort of like revisit. And that's not going back to the drawing board. That's not becoming a beginner again. It's an evolution. It's always a forward thing. It's never a backwards thing. There's no way to go backwards. There's literally no way to go backwards. You can't go back in time and therefore you can't go backwards. Like that's just like, that's just like physics. You can't go backwards. Can you have a setback? Like can you, can something slow you down or can, can something get in your way? Like if you're feeling like you're, you've got like this crazy momentum and then can something like kind of put you back a little bit? I guess so. But even if that was the case, I'm a fan of thinking that there's something there. There's something for you to learn, look at, use. There's a reason. Why did you get slowed down? Why did the universe slow you down? What was important about that? So here's what happens when we start changing our minds. (laughs) Okay. What happens when we start changing our minds or we think we want to change our mind or we want to change a thought or any kind of change? I want to change my niche. I want to change my my program. I want to change my system. I want to change my message. I want to change what I thought. I want to change what I like. Oh, I thought I liked this and now I like that. Okay. What happens is, first of all, a shitload of fear comes to the surface along with self-doubt, questioning, uh uh-oh, wait, why am I thinking that now? Oh, I was so sure about that. And now I'm thinking something different. There must be something wrong. One of them is wrong. This is wrong. That's wrong. We go into the what ifs. Oh, well, I kind of want to do this, but what if, but what if I do that and everything goes wrong. What if I do that and I fuck everything up? What if I do that 
and I mess everything up? What if, what if some someone gets mad at me? What if someone thinks I'm a phony or a fraud? What if they realize I'm an imposter? Oh, I decided I want to change my mind. I'm thinking something different. Uh-oh, that can't be right. That can't be good. I better go find out if someone approves of that. I better go double, double, triple check it, I, right? And when we get into that, when we when we start questioning our own right or ability to evolve or change, we create a whole new set of problems, like a whole new set of thinking problems. And a lot of times when we're on the verge of a thinking shift and thinking shifts are good, we come up against a period of like resistance where we might start saying things like I'm stuck or I don't know. And to me, that's usually a sign. And this is what I meant by I'm going to explain to you how I look at it for myself. I've learned that when I'm feeling resistance to taking an action or when I'm thinking I'm stuck or when I'm thinking that no ideas are coming to me or that like I'm not, you know, I I have shit to write and I'm not writing it. Every time I sit down, I'm like, oh, it's painful. I've learned that when that is what's happening, it's a sign that I'm making a a change. Because I can easily repurpose a ton of shit. <laughs> I can easily reuse a lot of stuff. And when I'm not, it's often because something is telling me that like I should do something different or new. But doing something different or new is a change. And so my brain is going to respond to that like a change. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be shit that comes up. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of thinking errors. I'm going to go through some fear. I'm going to like contract physically even, right? I'm going to contract. And so I've learned that when I'm thinking that I'm experiencing resistance, procrastination, you know, all that, I do things that help me to to decompress and to expand again. And you've heard me talk about this. Like one of the things that I do a lot is I take a lot of baths, right? Because if I'm experiencing one of those moments of questioning, of thinking I'm stuck, of procrastination, of resistance, of all this, I know that if I do something that immediately expands my body from contraction to, you know, to decompression, expansion, that I'm going to A, feel a little better and B, I might actually get some of that evolution. I might get, I might, I might make a step forward. I might get something done, right? And so this idea that whenever you come up against your, your own brain, like your own thinking, that you're at war with your brain or that it's broken or that you have ADHD or that there's something wrong with you or that, you know, you're not smart or, you know, like all the shit that you tell yourself. I know you may have ADHD, but I'm just saying, I think that sometimes you don't have to blame everything on that there's a problem. 
sometimes all that's going on is that you're like having a brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that that's okay. And that like, what if you just looked at your brain as like something that you'd to like be really good at like knowing how to negotiate with and work with, right? Like I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of parents. And I know that like one thing that like you get really good at is figuring out like how to talk to your kid, like how to negotiate, like how to get the outcome that you want without forcing it or pushing it or punishing it out of them, right? And like, why wouldn't you see your own brain like that? Right? Because that's what you're doing is you're working with someone else's brain when you're a parent. And so what if you like saw your own brain, right? As not like an enemy or as something that was broken or problematic or that tormented you, but what what happens if you see your brain and you're like, oh, this is happening. And then you have tools for what to do. And what if you just walked around like that? What if you literally walked around and you were like, yeah, yeah, I know, I've got this brain, but the good news is I have a good manual. You know, I know what to do with it. I know how to work with it. And you believe that. It's what's really interesting is like brains don't come with manuals, right? Which is like so crazy. But that's why you've got people like me. I'm like a brain manual. I love I love giving brain tools, right? I'm, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not like a neuroscientist or whatever. Um, but I love creating an operating manual for the brain, right? So one of the things that you get to do is you get to see your brain as as an ally instead of an enemy. And when that inner critic and the fear and the self-doubt and the worry and whatever, if you don't trust yourself enough to trust your thoughts and your choices and your decisions, then you get to work on that and you should know that about yourself. Right? And there's a way of figuring out if the reason why you want to change your mind is because you've really evolved and come to like a new understanding or a new place, or if you're just scared or, you know, being wishy-washy or non-committal or, you know, things aren't happening fast enough, so I'm going to change my mind, right? Like that's different. And that's not what we're talking about. That's a whole other thing, right? Like being reactive and impatient. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about genuine evolution. So the first question, okay, that we want to ask ourselves when we are coming up against all of the, like, the swirl thoughts, right, the spiraling thoughts that come up for us when we're experiencing some sort of shift. And and I'm not only going to call it an, an evolution, I'm going to call it an up level, right? But, and the reason why I'm calling it an up level is because anytime we are willing to look at our thoughts or look at our situation and become more objective, that's really mature, and the, every time you do something really mature, I think that you like up level your relationship to your own mind. Every time you you do something in a way that feels 
that you were intentional and that you really like like really looked at your situation and then made a conscious decision about how you wanted to uh, handle it, address it, what you wanted to do. That's an up level. And I don't care. You could up level every fucking day, right? That means you're just getting better and better and better at using your mind. And you're just going to eventually be like a freaking rock star. Well, you already are a rock star, but you know what I mean. So, all right. So these are the, these are the questions. I told you I was going to give you these three questions that you can ask yourself. Okay. Whenever you're feeling like you're like having this self-doubt, when you're like confused, when you, when you're worried about what other people will think, when you're worried about a situation, when you're thinking that you're stuck, when you're thinking that it's not okay to change your mind, when you're thinking that you're, you know, all the shit that you make up. Okay. So the first question is, what's really true? That's the first question. What's really true? Now, the reason why we ask ourselves what's really true, you might be like, well, well, that's like, that sounds like a dumb question. The reason why we ask ourselves what's really true is that your human brain gets confused with what's real and what's not real. Your human brain, this is how it's designed. It gets really confused with what's real and what's not real or what's true and what's made up. Now, you might be thinking, why would I not know the difference between what's true and what's made up? Well, I'll tell you. I kind of referenced this a little earlier. But in the absence of knowing something, in the absence of having any tangible, concrete answers, information, you make stuff up. I was about to say your brain and it came out like, right? You and your brain will make stuff up to fill in the gap because your brain doesn't like not knowing stuff. And so the, your, the, the way your brain works is it, it's like, if I don't know, I don't like the fact that there's this like empty gap of not knowing. So I'll just put something in there. I'm just going to make shit up and put it in there. And that's when you start making up stuff about what other people are going to think or what they're going to say or what they're already thinking, right? Every time like you don't hear from someone. And this is really, really challenging in business too, just so you know. I mean, you've heard me talk about, you know, like being in a service-based business and, and, and building your business the way that I do, which is with organic service-based business strategy, which means showing up. It means building relationships. It means being, you know, really generous and doing a lot for free um, in order to, you know, like, like give someone an experience so that they'll really feel good and get a green light when it comes to making an investment. And, there's a shadow side to that, right? And sometimes like you do what feels like really generous and heart-centered and caring and you reach out to someone and then they ghost you or they never respond or they vanish. Or I've had clients and myself included where someone says yes to working with you and then you send them their contract and their invoice and then they just vanish, you know? And those things are really not pleasant and no one wants to deal with those things. And yet, Instead of your brain, like instead of the default setting being, wow, 
that person must really be going through something or, you know, they might be whatever. Instead of coming up with a reason for that behavior that like that serves us at the highest level where we don't make it about us. The default setting is that we make it about us. (laughs) The default setting is they hate me. They did this on purpose. They said yes when we were on the call just to get off the call. You know, they're purposely being an asshole, right? And we make this all up. And usually when we're in some sort of like, you know, a thought spiral or an undesirable thought pattern, we're making something up about it, right? Oh, I decided I want to do something different. I decided to change my niche. I decided to change the dates of this program. I decided to do this differently. And now that I told people, they're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm unprofessional. They're going to think I'm a fraud. They're going to think I'm unreliable. They're going to think I'm flaky. I've gone through this. I've had so much shit happen in not only my business as a coach, but just in my fucking life when I was also like doing lots of other things. I already told you, like my father died, right? My father died when I was, you know, out in the, you know, going to, going to NYU, uh, you know, and um, I couldn't do certain couldn't do certain things, couldn't go, you know, to some classes or whatever. And then it's like, everyone's going to think I'm the worst student. Everyone's going to think I'm not reliable, you know, Um, just in this coaching business alone. I've had lots of stuff happen. My mom had like, like so many health crises, crises happen where at one point I had already taken payments for a a program, a mindset program, actually, um, a a six-week course that I was so excited to put together. um, And people had already paid and I had to cancel it. There was no way that I could like do it. And I get to give people a refund. Now, some of those people went on to like join my out of overwhelming into action program are in the academy now come to everything I do at that time I definitely like had to do a lot of work to not make up a story about how my needing to do something for me and my life and that was actually best for my business because I have so much integrity that I won't offer a program, a course, a training, anything, unless I think it's going to be amazing and that I can show up a thousand percent. And I knew that I couldn't do that. And so I didn't want to take the money, right? And and yet I still had to think, tell, train myself to go, no, you're doing that you're doing something better for the people by saying, I'm not going to offer this right now if you can't show up 100%, right? And so we make up all kinds of stuff about ourselves and about what other people are going to think, and we let it turn into a whole thing. And so the question of what's really true is where you stop and you get really present and you take stock of the present moment. Because all of the made up shit that you're making up about other people and about what's outside of you, you have no proof of that. And so you cannot say that it's true. And so the what's really true question is the first question that you ask yourself because it interrupts, right? It's kind of like it forces you into the present moment. It forces you out of the like the replaying of the past and the and the and the, you know, worrying about the future and all that made up shit 
all of the stuff that like you have no information on. And the what's really true is like, what information do you have? Right. The what's really true. And this is one of my favorite parts about what's really true with what's really true. What I like to do is make a list of like of good things, right? Accomplishments and what's going well. So like what's really true, right? Gets to also be a way of bringing yourself back into a more empowered, an empowered place, right? And the empowered place is right now in this moment, I'm safe. I'm alive. Um, I'm, you know, I, I am, really feeling confident, right? right? Like what's really true? If you've decided to change your mind and then you immediately start spiraling into what other people are going to think, you have to bring yourself into the present moment. What's really true is that you came to an empowered, you know, um, thought, right? That you, that you feel clear, um, that you, that you know what's best for you, that, um, that you've, that you do a good job, that you always operate in integrity, that you always come from the heart. Um, right. Like, so you got to remind yourself of what's true while, because your brain is going, wow, you're a fraud. You're an asshole. You're, you know, you're, you're, everyone's going to like see right through you. You're letting everyone down. You're really disappointing everyone. And you don't know any of that. And so the, what's really true is like, you're, you, you come from the heart. You always act in alignment. You are, you have a a high level of integrity. Your values are in place. And therefore within all of that, anything that you do, right, is not going to be, there's no way for you to be an asshole. Okay. There's no way for you to be an asshole. So the, what's really true is the, is the major interrupter Okay. Now, what could be true could also be some stuff that you don't like, right? Like, I I, I don't know what it's going to be about, but like what could be true could be that you don't have as many clients as you want or that you're not making enough money or as much as you'd like. But you have to see those things as facts and not things that therefore mean something about you, right? So in other words, what's really true is I need to make more money. I'm just giving you an example. I need to make what what's true in this what what's really true? Well, I'm not making enough money. Is that true? Yeah, like it could be true for you. You could be like, "Wait a minute. I'm not making enough money." Okay? What's not true is that therefore you're an asshole or you suck at business or you are a disaster or right? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So there could be a truth to that you're coming up against something that isn't, you know, a true moment, right? Could also be something that isn't awesome. It could be that something's not the way you want it to be. What's really true? My messaging is off. What's really true? My niche is not clear. What's really true? My offer isn't strong. What's really true? I don't have a, a an audience. What's really true? I have no one right now that wants to talk to me about working with me. What's really true? So those are not awesome things, but they're just facts. And But what they are not are things that therefore mean something about you or anyone. So that's what the what's really true question is. It's to get you to separate out the facts from the making meaning of the facts. 
it's what I call in my evolved system, right? You've heard me talk about my evolved system. Well, actually, maybe you haven't. Maybe today's the very first episode you're ever listening to. But I have what I call my evolved system of change for the mind, right? And it's a, it's a six steps that we go through in order to like become in alignment with change or get a green light. And the O, it's an acronym. The O is for observe. And the what's really true question is a question that helps you to immediately access observe. I'm going to go from murkying up and muddling up the information or the facts with meaning that I'm making up. I'm going to separate those. So I can still change my mind. I can still think I want more clients that I don't have enough. I can still think I'm not making enough money. I can still think that no one wants my offer. I can still think that I have to change my messaging. I can still think that not enough people, you know, follow me. I can still, I can think all those things, but I'm not going to think then what it means about me or them. I'm not going to add on to it. And therefore they hate me or they think I suck or they don't think I'm good at what I do or I'm an asshole or I'm bad at business or I'm not allowed to change my mind. I'm letting everyone down. I'm right. So that's the what's really true. I hope that that's really clear to you. Okay. Then the next question I get to ask myself once I've gone into the O for observe, the next question that I get to ask myself is, What's in my control? Now, when you're not having like a meltdown, freak out, spiral spin, you might know this more into, you might like just know this. It's just when we go into that mindset, we are forgetting what is in our control and what's not in our control. So like what's in your control? Your thoughts, your actions, Your, what I call come from, your come from. Remember before I said, if you're coming from the heart, if you're in alignment, if you're in integrity, if you're in service, if you're like thinking about like what's best for you and everyone, all of that, that's your come from. You have control over that. You have the control over where you're coming from with your, with your, with what you're doing, right? With your changing of your mind. Why are you changing your mind? What's your come from? Well, if you're changing your mind out of spite, if you're changing your mind out of fear, if you're changing your mind out of like something like bad, if you're changing your mind because you're being reactive and retaliatory, okay, that's not a good come from. But if you're changing your mind because you're feeling more in alignment with like yourself and your beliefs or because you think it's what's best for you and for your clients or for your audience, if you think, or your family or like your friends or whatever, then that's what you have control over. You have control over the origin of the change, the thought, the action. That's your come from. You have control over how you speak to yourself and others, how you communicate, how you communicate with yourself. You have, you have control over how you handle like what comes up. You have control over those things. You have control over your own actions. You have control over your boundaries. You have control over like what you make yourself available for. You have control over what you put on your calendar, right? So just think about all those things that you have control over. And just to like 
make sure that this is extra emphasized. What do you not have control over? Other people's thoughts, whether it's what they think about you or what they think about like anything, their opinions about shit, right? Which is why I always talk about like your job is not to convince anybody of anything. Your past is not in your control. It already happened. Your future is is not really in your control. Uh, like it's it's in control by like your actions. That's it. But you have no control over outcomes. Right? So you don't have any control over like things outside of yourself. You don't have any control over the weather. You don't have control over like anything that may happen unexpectedly. So what do you have control over? You have control over you. You have control over your thoughts. You have control over your actions. You have control over how you talk to yourself and others. You have control over, you know, like the choices. that. Well, and that's where we're about to go next, right? So what's in your control? So remember, this is a three-step question sequence. What's really true? I'm going to put out the facts and I'm going to separate out the, all the fucked up meaning that I make of all of them. Right? I decided to change my mind. Uh-oh. And now everyone's going to hate me. Right? Nope. I'm going to separate those two things out because one is true and one is not. Meaning I have no proof, no reason to believe it's true. Okay? Then what's in my control? I'm going to take I'm going to take inventory of that. I'm going to say, "Okay. What's in my control is how I present this. It's how I share it. It's what I want to, what I want to do, how I want to tell people about my change. What's in my control is how I talk, talk to myself about it. What's in my control is, is right. Is, is the actions that I take is that's it. I'm going to remind myself of that. And then the third question I'm going to ask myself, this is the most important one because it builds is what choice am I going to make about where I put my time, my focus, and my energy? And that is the solution to procrastination, just so you know, okay? It is literally how you go from beating yourself up for thinking that you're procrastinating and hating on yourself and thinking that you're wasting the, the, you get to say to yourself, what choice am I going to make? So if you're SBR, that's me. And the choice is to go take a fucking bath. Then at least I know I made that choice and I'm not going to be in the bath going, I should be working on whatever. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> That's in my control right now. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to like, let myself expand. Right. Or I'm going to go take a walk or I'm going to sit down and work on an email or I'm going to write new copy or I'm going to really figure out how I want to make this new message come to life or I'm going to call my coach or Vox or my coach or I'm going to right. I'm going to go read a book that like inspires me or I'm going to write. But it's a choice. Where are you going to put your time, focus and energy? And and so this also helps like because then you go, wait a minute, is it helping me to put my time, focus and energy on social media right now? Like going down a spiral of compare and despair and looking at all the people who have perfect clarity and great lives and businesses? Or am I going to put my time, focus and energy on something that's going to like support what I know is really true and what's in my control? 
Because when we go into our spirals, we tend to go and start like looking outside of ourselves. We tend to assume that the answers were outside of ourselves, that or we're so worried, we want to go like check on the other people and what they're thinking, right? But the truth is, is that like you can only, when you're going through some sort of evolution or change, you have to put yourself in the center. And you can't make assumptions about how everyone else is going to be responding to you having to evolve or go through your change. Now, if we're talking about a big life thing and you've got kids or a partner or other people that you have to like take into consideration, I think these things, these questions still work. It doesn't make you selfish or an asshole. It, it's a, it's how you learn how to use your brain. Right. It's you've heard the expression. We use it in code. I don't use it in coaching very much. But you, the whole idea of like putting your own oxygen mask, your own life vest, all that shit. It, right. I want you to think about your brain like that. If you're responsible for other people or helping other people or whatever in any capacity. You can't decide that all of a sudden helping them is now a greater priority than working with your own mind. You can't go, "Uh uh-oh, I can't change my mind because I'm responsible for all these other people. That is not, I don't know what that is. It's not a thing. It's, oh, I got to work with my mind so that then I can go out and then I'll figure out like what that, how that, what that means for everybody else. If that is important to you. Meaning, and then I can go deal with people or I can show up for them. I can make a choice that's going to support them or whatever. But I've got to ask myself these three questions when I start going down that spirally hole of the human brain, when I start questioning myself and doubting myself and thinking that I went backwards and thinking I'm at the back at the drawing board or, or that I fucked up or that I that I that everyone's going to think this about me or think that about me or I'm letting everyone down or and I'm not allowed to make a change. I'm not allowed to evolve. I'm not allowed to get more clarity because I already said this or I already said that or that's what everyone's expecting of me. We can't live like that. And we can't have a business like that for sure. Because if there's one thing that you have to do, if you want to have a successful business, it's evolve and grow and take what you the information that you're gathering from your actions and their outcomes and make new decisions and new choices. That's what it means to be a successful person in life and in business. Gather the information, gather the data, right? But data, what's really true, not the shit that you make up about it, right? My episode on, you know, six figures is just a math problem, right? The whole point of that episode is like, look, numbers are numbers. Math is math. My husband always says math is not emotional. You might not like that you didn't make as much money as you wanted, or you might look at your P&L and go, uh-oh, I spent more money in my business than I made. But then that's, but then those are numbers. It's a fact. And then you just get to decide what you want to do about it. You can't like beat yourself up. You can't go into the past and change the choices. You have to learn and go, oh, okay, I'm going to shift and adjust and I'm going to do things differently. 
And sometimes when you have to make that shift and that adjustment and do things differently, other people are impacted by it. I've done that. I had someone that was working with me on my team doing a particular thing. And after six months, I really felt that the investment in what I was having her do for my business, it wasn't, wasn't, it it just, I waited, I did it for six months. I collected the data and I was like, and I determined that it wasn't working. It wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And I had to say, I'm not going to keep doing this. And I was paying her. But what am I going to do? Keep paying her to do something in my business, even though I determined that it wasn't right just because I don't want to change my mind or or let her down? I'm not an asshole. The way I do things is my come from. And I'm thoughtful. I'm not like reactive and like making rash decisions or acting out of fear. But did I have to make that change? And did I do it? Like, yeah, but that's evolution. Have I said I was going to do certain things? Like by the time you're listening to this, you may have heard me mention earlier that we were going to have something called a podcast chat. And I tried it for a little while and it just kept feeling like, oh, just really hard to fit into my current schedule. And I couldn't find a good time for me and for other people and no one was really coming. And so I decided not to do it for now and find something else that feels in alignment that we could all gather and do shit as a community. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. Is someone going to like not want to hire me as their coach because I said I was going to do the podcast chat and then after trying it out, I decided it wasn't the right thing. Should I force myself to do it and feel tortured by it? No. And you should not be tortured by anything in your life or business. So if you find yourself not changing your mind or not changing something because you're worried about other people and you're going to let yourself be conflicted and tortured and feel internal, like, you know, misalignment just because you're afraid of shit that you don't even know if it's true or not. And I want you to remember, you don't have any control over what other people think or feel anyway. You could do something from the most heart-centered place in the universe and someone else could not like it. Nothing you could do about it. Unless you literally are walking around being an asshole. If other people don't like what you're doing or how you're doing it, unless you're being an asshole, there's nothing you could do about it. And you have to be like, oh, well. You know? I mean, like, obviously, with your most intimate relationships with your partner, with your, you know, friends or whatever, if someone's like, hey, I really don't like it when you do X, Y, and Z, and you go, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that, like, that was impacting you. I mean, that's relationship. But what I'm talking about especially is all this shit that we make up about what the world at large is going to think of us in our business and as what we do if, like, we change our mind or we change something So your mind and the way that you think about like changing your own mind, like you have a right to change your mind. It's called evolution. You have a right, especially when it's done thoughtfully and especially when it's done over a course of time because you've looked at like at your thoughts and about like what you really want and about your desires and you realize, oh, I, I need to get that in a different way. I need to go about this differently. That's being smart. That's being awesome. 
So you have to know the difference between when you're when you're acting out of fear and irrationality and reactive and self-doubt and low vibe and when you're acting out of like coming from a really empowered place. They're two different things. Don't mix them up and beat yourself up for evolving. That's what I wanted to talk about today. So your three questions that'll help you, right? What's real? These are interrupters. This helps you get out of a spiral or out of thinking that like thinking about other people instead of like yourself. This brings you back into a place of like confidence and clarity. What's really true? What's in my control? What choice am I going to make about where I put my time, focus and energy? It's a three-question prompt that can shift the way that you're thinking and feeling instantaneously. And we need tools like this. We need tools. Like I said, human brain on default settings, no operating manual. So hopefully you gather the tools from people like me. There are other people. I'm not the only person that talks about the brain and how to work, work with your mind, right? You can make up tools. You can find your own. We talk about lots of tools on this show, affirmations, visualization, like meditation, you know, brain dumping, journaling, prompts, like how do we work with our thoughts? Your thoughts are like, they're ever present. What do you want to do with that voice in your head? never goes away unless you really meditate. And that's why you're supposed to meditate. You're supposed to meditate because otherwise you've got this nonstop dialogue going on in your brain, like nonstop. That's what thoughts are. And the whole point of meditation is to rest that, is to rest your brain from from thoughts (laughs) so that you don't drive yourself fucking crazy, right? Okay, my loves, my friends, I am signing off. So when this episode comes out, it's early May. Don't forget, if you're listening in real time, that we've got an event coming up on June 2nd and 3rd. Make sure that you're registered. Please join me. Um, It's going to be an amazing two-day retreat working on you and your business and like your thoughts, okay? Um, And uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, come join me in the academy or let me know if you want to work one-on-one and I can help you to scale and grow. Um, And I do help you get clear on your message and your niche and your signature system and your offers and all this stuff, right? And if you have to evolve and change, I'll hold your hand just like I've been doing for my clients. And I'll tell you, it's going to be okay. And you're going to be okay because this is the way it's supposed to go. All right, I'll be with you next week in your headphones. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.